0: with um, another episode of I Married a History Teacher. I'm the former history teacher.
1: And I'm the one who married him.
0: Um, And we're coming at you from uh, sunny Baltimore, Maryland.
1: (laughs) That's an interesting descriptor, considering it's 10 o'clock at night. Um, But yeah, during the day, at times when it's not raining or cloudy, it is, in fact, in sunny Baltimore.
0: It's 10 o'clock at night on a Friday.
1: On a Friday. Everyone's dream activity. Because we're wild
0: crazy kids.
1: Crazy kids.
0: We're gonna we're gonna stay in, we're gonna drink a little wine, we're gonna talk about history.
1: Everyone's favorite activity. Right? Yeah.
0: For sure. Lisa. Yeah. We're gonna be talking about France a little bit tonight. The country? The country,
1: right? I don't know how I feel about that.
0: Right. We're gonna be in France pretty soon.
1: Well, yeah, a little bit.
0: Did you realize we're going to be in France during the Super Bowl?
1: Absolutely, I do.
0: Do you think that's the most un-American thing we've ever done in our lives? Is being in France during the Super Bowl?
1: Uh, No, we got married on the Fourth of July in (laughs) Scotland. (laughs) You know, the UK, the former colonizer.
0: That's a good point. (laughs) That's definitely the most un-American thing we did. At least we gave out hot
1: dogs. I mean, they were like we put a little American Scottish fancy sausages, yeah. but we called them hot dogs. <laughs>
0: Scottish fancy sausages. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is. I feel like this got to be a close second because it's not like we're just out of the country. It's not like we're in Canada. We're like gonna be in France, and like of all the developed world, France has got to be like the least American. Really? No, that's just the <laughs> it's like legitimate, just a stupid stereotype. Like yeah. The French and the Americans are actually pretty goddamn similar.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, and there's the whole statue thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. They did give us that statue. <laughs> yeah, they
1: did. <laughs> uh, so just You're to, welcome. <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> so just to fill you in, just so you know what's going on here, I, as a former history teacher, uh, tell stories about history. And my lovely wife here, who's always too cool or too smart... Maybe a little bit of both for history. No,
1: definitely neither of those. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. Um, I thought it was implied that I wouldn't know anything about <laughs> any of them, and I just would get to pick which one sounded the best. Um, and I think I chose Napoleon. Yes. But then you convinced me to do the other guy. Maximilian but
0: what did, Robespierre.
1: Yeah, but what did we land on?
0: We could do either one.
1: To oh. be honest with
0: you, like. I think we should probably do Napoleon just because he's a way famous, like more famous name, mm. and we can save Robespierre for down the line.
1: Mm.
0: But chronologically, that's mixed up.
1: Okay, so what do you think? That
0: we could do either one. I don't care. Well, w- let's do it this way. Can I make okay. a suggestion? Yeah. Like, like prequels are becoming big now because like you franchise everything. Mm -hmm. like in Star Wars and apparently like Game of Thrones is going to do it so why don't we do Napoleon tonight
1: we'll we'll bullshit on Napoleon
0: and then in a couple weeks we'll be like oh by the way here's the precursor to how Napoleon came to power.
1: well we can't mess this podcast up too much then because you know you can't justify a prequel if the original release is a stinker, you know what I mean? <laughs> so we have to at least go C-plus on this one.
0: Yeah, okay. I think we can get to C-plus.
1: Yeah, yeah. C-plus was like a lot of like very uh, understanding producers.
0: Ironically, as a teacher, a C-plus when I was a student was kind of what I strived for. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mom and Dad, if you ever listen to this, but that was kind of the goal, right? Oh my
1: God, that I could not have shared with you least.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, you know, that's...
1: Shared with p- you less? Least, yeah. the yeah. least.
0: Yeah, what are you doing here, least? I don't know. I'm the one who's supposed it. to. Mess I know, up the but language. I put on
1: some. It's it's you know double trouble because it's late at night and I also have chapstick on. So like, mm-hmm. even if my brain says the right thing, then my lips get stuck and
0: right.
1: Yeah, it's just disaster. So <laughs> you're
0: blaming chapstick. Right? <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm blaming chapstick uh, for our <laughs> inevitable C minus on
0: this. One. As mentioned, it's early <laughs> night. We've just been partying so hard, <laughs> so yeah. hard, so so hard. <laughs> um. So yeah, let's let's talk about Napoleon. Mm. Um, we'll tell the story of Napoleon's life. Okay. Um, before you ask me questions about Napoleon, can I just give you a hilarious thing about his birth?
1: You can, but am I? I can't ask any questions during this one anecdote, and then I can ask all the questions I yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just trying to lay the That's kind of what was I'm here. thinking,
0: right? Mm. Just a quick story. All right, all right, go ahead. He was born on the island of Corsica, which is sort of an island off the coast of France and Italy, mm-hmm. that those two were always fighting after.
1: Yep.
0: And his birth name isn't Napoleon Bonaparte, because that's a French name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: His birth name was like Napoleon Bonaparte, like in Italian, because at the time he was born, it was an Italian island, but his parents were French in heritage. So he was born like an Italian Frenchman in a French
1: Italian. So the name was French, but it was pronounced with an Italian
0: zest? No, 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 no. no. I sort of added the Italian zest. It was literally an Italian name spelled entirely different than everything.
1: And then they Frenchicized it.
0: They Frenchicized it because his. Oh, his he's like career. my people.
1: He's like the Jews coming over to America. Yeah. I, my original last name was Ruder. Ruder? Yeah.
0: Not okay. like Ruderberg. Ruder <laughs> It's true. <yeah.
1: laughs> it was not the other person. It's a
0: lovely name, though, you know?
1: It is, and we're, now we're breaking the rule for our podcast, which is to not say our last names. Oh, shit. Yeah, we're going right. to have to edit this one out. We might edit that one out. Mm.
0: All right, we'll move on. Okay. We'll just bleep it. That's what we'll do.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. That's exciting. because
0: like, you first came over here as Lisa, bleep. bleep. <laughs> I think people know what bleep is, so we'll move on. <laughs>
1: Oh my goodness, I'm excited
0: Yeah, that's my first, like, quick Anecdote about Napoleon He was actually born with an Italian name
1: Alright, I think that's a good Strong first fact Right. It's either, like, setting you up really well Or just, like, that's gonna be The the peak Yeah, that's the high point right there Climaxed already (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is not PG It's not even PG-13
0: No one said this was PG history (laughs) I'm going to edge You're right. It's no Friday night. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: <laughs> PG-13 plus.
0: Yeah. Now, do you have any questions about Napoleon?
1: Oh, before we even get into it, um, yeah. what was he like as a baby? <laughs> <laughs> I <just did> <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. No, I don't have. I mean, I could come well, up with some. Why, but... why don't
0: we play a little game here? Okay. Like Napoleon, by name, is one of the most famous people ever, right? Yes, he is, he is. So, what did he do? Why the hell is he so famous?
1: Um, well, he maybe partially inspired Napoleon Dynamite, I would imagine. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually loosely based off of his life.
1: <laughs> no. Um. Okay. I know that he was a caricurer.
0: because
1: mm-hmm. we've talked about him before, so I feel like I'm about to say this, but I know there's something weird with it. But I, he's associated with being quite short.
0: Sure.
1: Um, but I remember us talking about something weird about this. I hope we get to learn about it later. Um, and then, you know, he he liked those feather hats. And he pointed a sword outwardly.
0: Yeah, he's the only yeah, mi- it's like belly military and sword guy pointed. to ever point a sword.
1: Yeah. It, it, okay. But, you know, <laughs> it's different when you're in charge of everyone. Like, that's really not their best tool, right? Like, sure. I mean, as the commander, you would probably... Well, I guess megaphones weren't really around back then, but you would, you know, maybe actually there might have been like, you know, some kind of old fashioned version of that or you you probably just want like a pen and a piece of paper for some strategy.
0: If so, Napoleon, you don't need a megaphone. You just walk and everyone immediately falls in line. All right, well,
1: that's quite the power. Because um, you're
0: freaking Napoleon. Because you're freaking
1: Napoleon. But yeah, anyways, that's pretty much all I got. French Conqueror, small.
0: Do you you know, like, so Conqueror, is absolutely a Conqueror. Do you know what he conquered? Like, what was he conquering?
1: Um, Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I would, you know, when I think Conqueror, I kind of just imagine, like, the borders of a country just, like, slowly expanding around it. So I would just say the surrounds of France.
0: Sure. Except Mm -hmm. it wasn't very slowly.
1: It was, oh yes, he was very efficient.
0: Extremely rapid. Mm. Yet so is his decline.
1: <gasps> you know, they say that life can be symmet- symmetrical sometimes.
0: Is that <laughs> is that the right use of symmetrical?
1: The thing is, is so this is a history podcast, right? We, like we can create the new the lingo of the day right. through this. History
0: is written and by the victors,
1: yeah, and the podcasters and the podcast. Right? They're gonna look back on this, and they're gonna study these times, and they're gonna be like. These people, they created the lingo. Yeah,
0: well, Steve and Lisa said this. Mm -hmm. Boom, primary resource. Exactly. We are a primary resource. Mm -hmm. Ground zero. Right. Sorry. All right. Let's continue with Napoleon. So, what event? Like, so we need to know how Napoleon came to power. Because, like, this should maybe draw you memory. Do you know how Napoleon came to power? Because it was, like, super famous. And it's, like, a word that's also frequently... Applied to like African governments, he came to power using a. Coup.
1: Cool. Uh, Coop. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wait. Wait. Abby, we. You're breaking one of our ground rules, though. So What's I that? You can't use words like obvious or super famous. Sorry. Sorry. Because sorry, sorry. that makes me feel bad because I may very well not know the answer. I apologize. Yeah. yeah. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. It might be known in some parts. I think right. is the right phrase yes. that we should use. Yes. Yeah.
0: But you did get it right, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, you yeah, said yeah a but coup. yeah, you
0: gave me a lot of hints. But
1: a yeah. Coup d'état. Yes, a takeover of the state. Yes,
0: say.: literally means blow to the state.
1: But
0: hmm. um, I mean, yes, and basically, it Napoleon took over in the wake of my favorite thing ever, which hmm. we say every podcast. My yes. favorite thing ever, the French Revolution. Yes. Okay, and we're not going to talk too much about the French Revolution tonight. Revolution tonight. But the result of it was Napoleon taking power. He took over because he was in charge of the military, and the actual government and politics in France were a total disaster. So Napoleon marched back from Egypt, came into Paris with his giant army.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Did we cover what he was doing in Egypt?
0: Yeah, he's fighting the British, and we'll get to that later, like when we talk about the end of the French Revolution. But when he
1: was fighting them, he was fighting on behalf of France at the time.
0: Yes. Before he
1: turned on the country itself.
0: I wouldn't say he turned on it. Here's what happened. Okay. There's something called the directory in charge of France. It was five dudes. Like, when have you ever heard of a government being ran by five dudes with equal power? Terrible idea, right?
1: Like, literally, that was it?
0: Yeah, it was called the directory. Did they okay,
1: not even have, like, an assistant? It
0: was, like, five ex- executives. How times have you heard of a country that has, like, five executives? Doesn't make sense. I
1: mean, yeah, no, zero times, for sure. Right. <laughs> Although, I mean, I, you could make arguments that, you know, there's probably, like, five people that wield it an enormous, unequal amount of power in many countries. True. But, yes, no, I, I mean, the like absurdity you. of, the, like, the fact that they were like, this system, let's go with this first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: This will be great. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, and But anyway, what happened was, like, there's still, like, a bit of a, like, a parliament or a congress. Okay. And they wrote to Napoleon who was fighting the British down in Egypt.
1: Again, was, just a, as a regular French military commander at that time.
0: Well, he was the head of the, he was, like, the general.
1: The general, but yeah. they were like, yeah, this, this bro, he's one of us.
0: Yeah, well, he was, he was, he, again, French Revolution thing, he was super famous from the French Revolution. He wasn't just, like, some guy. Like, okay. everyone know, knew who Napoleon was.
1: Okay, so like, he was, like, a star for a long time. Absolutely. And he just held, like, increasingly more impressive roles, essentially. Yes, yes. Huh. And And,
0: like, as you probably know from studying African history and stuff, like, mm-hmm. if you're in a very revolutionary country and it's, like, new... Probably the guy who's in charge of the military has a lot of sway. Or at least people are afraid of him. Right. sure. Yeah. So he's called back from Egypt. Okay. He comes in. He basically marches on the equivalent of the French White House. And (laughs) there's no fighting. There's no... Just
1: out of curiosity, what color is the French White House? Uh, I see what you did there. Well, no, I actually wasn't. Well... It's, I, it's, already, it's I feel definitely. like it's like yellow, right? Like, you know, like that kind of French old...
0: That Frenchy yellow? Like parchment. Parchment yellow? Parchment house.
1: Yeah. All right, so he's marching <laughs> on the parchment house. I
0: don't... Uh, I have no idea, to be honest with you. I don't know. It's cold.
1: All right, well, our viewers... I mean, our, strictly our listeners yeah. can tune in next time for the answer, the official answer when yeah. We do Yeah, we'll fill... That's what we want to we'll
0: fill in on the next thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. So basically, he marches on the French government. They immediately surrender... Sudden seizure of the state, a.k.a. a coup d'etat. Wait,
1: sorry, I might have missed something here. What yeah. guy asked Napoleon to come back, and were they always planning on overthrowing these people? Or did he come back because they decided to do a five-person system, and he was like, oh, that's not going to No, happen. no,
0: no, the Directory sent Napoleon to Egypt to fight the British.
1: And the Directory being the five
0: men, okay. Yeah, but then it was just awful. The Directory were terrible leaders because five guys. It was an oligarchy. It's when a small group One or like Two or a small mm-hmm. amount of people Around a country Okay Very rare And almost as never successful Although technically China right now Is an oligarchy <gasps> That's a totally Fascinating a I, totally loved, I
1: love ties, ties to the To
0: the, present. To the modern day yeah.
1: yeah 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 It puts things in perspective
0: Sure uh, So it was a It was a failed oligarchy
1: Okay so it was a failed oligarchy And then someone asked him To come back Who Some
0: Again guy. the French Equivalent to Congress
1: Oh okay so
0: it would be like, think about, um, you know, General Patton in World War II, like our Congress being like, yo, FDR's an idiot, General Patton, you need to come run this country. Wowza. Yeah.
1: That's an intense thing.
0: It is, but again, it was actually a really mild thing compared to what was going on in France for the last 12 years.
1: Hmm.
0: All it was was like Napoleon, who everyone already knew and was already a French celebrity, coming back and taking over power.
1: Okay, so it's like, oh, Brad Pitt, you're cute, it's fine. Yes. And you, <laughs> and you were, you were, uh.
0: It took me a second to process. <laughs> yeah, sure, I guess. <laughs> and yeah. He was
1: great in, um, oh my goodness, why am I forgetting? Troy? The, Troy, yes. Yeah. My ultimate. Yeah.
0: Lisa and I love yeah, the movie Troy, which was like a complete garbage of film, but it's just like so entertaining. It's
1: just hits the spot, you know? Dude, in Brad Brad Pitt looks
0: so good. It's ridiculous. Film. It's like, so good.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, it's godlike. Yeah. Which is appropriate.
0: Yeah, that, like, mm-hmm. very, at the very least, they did a great job casting Brad Pitt as Achilles.
1: Yeah. Oh, it was a great casting all around. I loved yeah. all of them. I mean, Eric Bana. are you kidding me?
0: Yeah. yeah, okay, sure, sure.
1: What does he yell again? Oh, no, no, that's Brad Pitt again.
0: All right, let's <laughs> <laughs> right, do, di- the, the, the story of Troy is a different, <laughs> That's a different podcast, right? Yes, it is. All right. So back to Napoleon. So this is how Napoleon becomes like in charge of France. Yeah. All right.
1: So Congress asks, but sorry, I this is you really a can't get over this can you? because it's a it's a strange little situation. So you're saying it's an oligarchy with these five people in the Directory, but it's... there's also a Congress saying, you know.
0: Yes, because it's, all it is is executive and legislation.
1: Okay, okay. So so when we say oligarchy or monarchy, that is only referring to the executive branch. And there can be all sorts of other types of legislation. Yeah,
0: again, it can. These are all loose terms. Okay. But what you should know is that the French government is largely based off of the American government. Because the French, like, literally, one of the major, major reasons that they revolted is because they saw what Americans did. And they are like, we can fucking do that shit, too. So then they went nuts. And then they oh, created a goodness. government that is extremely similar to the American government with three different branches of government.
1: I have no idea. That explains a lot of our ties.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. the uh, Statue of Liberty oh, yeah, yeah. gift.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which we, we touched upon. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's. But
0: let's move on. We have like so much to talk about. No. Okay. Like, okay.
1: But, but so the check on the executive branch of, of, of France called them in. Brought him in to march on. So now they're they're at the gates of the parchment house, yes. and
0: he takes over literally just by surrounding the building with his military. And like some people are freaking out, like jumping out of windows because they're like reminiscing of the times when people were dragged into buildings and
1: had their ke- like heads chopped off by a guillotine. Is reminiscing the right word for that? It yeah, usually I mean, implies I mean, like a positive. Yeah, they're like remembering the good old <laughs> days of being guillotine. <laughs> when heads were rolling. <laughs> <in the streets. laughs> <laughs> Where you just you know it's so much blood right for things sure. that you needed for <laughs> yeah sorry continue.
0: so anyway he takes it over like that and basically is like yeah you're you're in power hmm. okay but eventually what he is going to do and there's a very very famous painting of this in the the Louvre right
1: yeah but it's not the Mona Lisa
0: it's not it's called the Coronation of Napoleon Bonaparte
1: oh is this the one with him st- you know with his famous yeah. stance.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. Maybe. And they're crowning him oh, no. because Different he leech. literally crowned himself emperor. Right.
1: So they call him and think he's going to be king or oligarch number one.
0: You're getting a little too caught up on how he takes I'm just, power.
1: I see what you're saying. It's a big ask. You know, no, like, like, I mean, you know, at that this that, point, that we've, been,
0: we've been talking about it longer than it actually took Napoleon <laughs> to take power. Well,
1: it's not my fault he was really speedy, okay? <laughs> someone must take a little while to catch up to things. <laughs> right. We're not all this quick a decision maker. Sure. You know, I'd still be in Egypt way more <laughs> <Yeah. after> this.
0: <laughs> this is why you've never conquered Europe, yeah, Lisa. Yeah,
1: yet. I'm still, I mean, what, what age is he?
0: it is a great point I'm not totally sure
1: huh okay so whatever Uh, these people ask him to come you know they basically open up Pandora's box or should I say Napoleon's
0: yes box and he becomes (laughs) emperor of France yeah he crowns himself if you are an emperor Mm -hmm. what do you have to build yourself an empire an empire yeah what comes first the empire or the emperor you uh, you can do it either way I think Okay. Napoleon chose to go, I'm
1: going to be an emperor,
0: and then created his
1: I mean, this guy has to have really strong image, like self-image, right? You can't just oh, yeah. hop on a horse and grab stuff yeah, yeah. without a really strong sense of self. Okay, so.
0: Here's the thing about the French Revolution, Lisa. Okay. The French Revolution did not just implode France. It turned all of Europe into chaos. Right? When is the best time to conquer, Lisa? Uh, chaos. Is a ladder. Peter Baelish. <laughs> Great quote, Lisa. Yes. Chaos is a ladder it was absolutely a ladder for Napoleon. hmm Okay. And Hitler didn't do much different, right? we were still recovering from World War One and there's a crazy global depression Definitely. and Hitler's crazy ass was like, I'm taking over this continent, right? Yep. Napoleon wasn't that much different, you know, except for the whole genocide thing, right? Yes. So
1: thank you,
0: Napoleon. Yes. So okay. he did not technically genocide anyone. <laughs>
1: Jesus, I don't know if you use like a verb like
0: that. You don't think? Okay, Uh, maybe I'm making light (laughs) of this situation. Right, but what Napoleon essentially did, Mm. rather quickly, Mm -hmm. was take over pretty much most of continental Europe, okay, some countries he didn't take over, Portugal, we're going to talk about that. Russia, if you count that as being, you know, European, it's arguably mm-hmm. mostly Asian, but the yeah, vast is. majority of their population is European, yeah. right? Um, they obviously didn't take over the UK because it wasn't continental Europe, I would mm-hmm. have mentioned that. Mm-hmm. So there are some exceptions, but he, for the most part, took over the entire continent of Europe. And can, one other question. Yeah.
1: like, wh- Like, you know, on the scale of 1 to 10, you know, compared to all world militaries, where is France at this point? In terms of, like, geographical size. I, and, like, in just sheer power and uh, force. Power and force, very impressive. Okay. Very impressive.
0: So, he basically has stretches from... He didn't take over Portugal, but he took over mm. Spain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, so, Spain over to, like, modern-day, like,
1: Lithuania. But he Lithuania started with a very good army. That's what I'm trying to say.
0: Well, right. Because, like, like if you think about it, like... To, again, French Revolution was not just a revolution. They were fighting these wars against all these other monarchs at the time. So there was chaos civilly in the French Revolution. And then they were also fighting the Brits and the Austrians and the Spanish in a war. So their military is extremely practiced at this point, And their whole like culture of men grew up in violence. So they're not ready to go become farmers. They're like trying to fight. Wow! Yeah,
1: all things I had no idea of. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, had no idea they're outside their borders. Okay. Anyways, yeah, yeah.
0: But France, they're doing this thing. It's called the Napoleonic Code, which I'm sure you've at least heard of. I've heard of. I've
1: heard of. Yeah.
0: So he would take over these countries, and rather than like be oppressive or whatever, he would spread something called the Napoleonic Code, which was like almost like a stepping stone towards democracy. It was, like, a lot, like, a reward system based off of merit and, like, all these fancy bloodlines and shit that were in power. Like, the Habsburgs were, like, ripped of power and they're, like, this guy's a leader and, like, they, like, tended to be, like, Napoleon's uncles and stuff. So it was, like, super nepotistic. But, like, he put them in charge and get rid of all the royal families and he'd be, like, we're gonna put real leaders in charge. People are gonna choose leaders, um the laws are going to be very free there's freedom of the press all sorts of things like this and they're all
1: involved in the Napoleonic code see this makes a lot of sense to me i always have wondered these conquerors that just like you know burn and pillage and rape and all the all these awful awful things and then have these reign of terrorism just like what first of all you're like completely depressing your local population like in terms of like the economy and and just in in their general you know, view towards you. I mean, like you're literally building a wasteland for yourself. So I I think that's genius.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And Napoleon did do things that are genius, but it is worth pointing out, to your point, right? Yeah. If you are a conqueror, mm-hmm. there is a certain part of you that is still kind of a piece of shit. Like a hundred hundreds of thousands of men died. Like butchers, boys and farmers died because of Napoleon's ego. Absolutely. Yeah. No, so, so in that regard, he's a terrible person.
1: Absolutely, but you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna have a scale, he's not on the worst end of it.
0: Yeah, his intentions were
1: certainly different. Although, even I mean, I mean, so I just think it's a better strategy. I guess I would say I wouldn't give him any more credit for being a person. Yeah. In terms of like you know trying to have decent reign over these places. Right.
0: Sure. sure. To a certain extent. And. Napoleon's uh, empire was very short-lived. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, the height of his empire was only 1805 to 18 like 12. Like it was a very short-lived time period. That means like a full U.S. presidency. Eh, two terms, yeah, sure. Okay. But like, U.S. presidents don't take over continents, you know, what I mean? except for James K. Polk. Stay tuned for the James K. Polk podcast. Ooh, that is. I. I'm real excited for that one yeah I have no idea you, a lot of people don't even know who the hell James K.
1: Polk is yeah no I would think uh, he more of like the polka dot variety than the
0: presidential nothing, it was shockingly
1: nothing to do with polka dots yeah it's a
0: shame <laughs> uh, but anyway so Napoleon for some time is dominating Europe as this emperor and puts all of his his boys in charge of different countries in okay. Europe Now the main story that I wanted to focus on Tonight Is actually Napoleon's downfall
1: Okay Everyone loves a good fall from grace
0: Right Um, And what most people are thinking Like if you're listening and like actively And you're an active listener You might be like shouting to yourself something like What's the famous last battle for Napoleon? Do you remember? If like it's like a phrase we worked into American like culture. Was like if you have like something that's your final downfall, you say, "Well, that was Lisa's last stand." Waterloo. Waterloo. Right. So Waterloo is Napoleon's last battle.
1: You know, I gotta say, I'm much more associated with the Beatles. The Beatles. Waterloo. Is that not even the Beatles? Is that uh, Abba? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I don't know what's <laughs> happening in your head right now. <laughs>
1: Yikes, I know that I've listened yikes. to a lot of
0: Beatles in the last two years, and I don't no, remember if, a song that goes
1: Waterloo. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it, I believe you. If it's if you say it's not the Beatles, it's not mm-hmm. the Beatles. <laughs> I think it is Abba. <laughs> they're also a great band. To streak with. So can you school.
0: not use Abba and the Beatles in the same conversation to <laughs> me? They're both
1: musicians. You're right. <laughs> so I'm allowed to say them in the same sentence. <laughs> Retract your rules. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh,
0: <laughs> anyway, there's two main battles that are going to be his downfall. And you know this is legit, interesting, because you know I don't care that much about military history, but the two things that Napoleon did that like destroyed his army like fascinate me.: OK,
1: right?: Okay, so, so we're at the scene of Waterloo.
0: No, 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 no. Okay. That, my point was about Waterloo, is that that's, like, totally erroneous. Like, uh-huh. yes, Waterloo happened to be his last battle, but no. that was after, like, he trained a bunch of, like, 10-year-old farm boys to, like, try to fight the British army, and they didn't stand a chance because his whole army was dead because of what I'm about to tell you.
1: Did all the farm boys die?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Napoleon's
1: kind of a piece of shit. Just Like, like that's Genghis a Khan. real, that is a real shit move, because you know at that point, You know you're done. And you're still training these 10 year olds to go die? Yes,
0: that is ego. You know, it's nothing but people dying. And delusion. And And delusion. And delusion. Come on. Sure, sure.
1: Oh, man. All right, this guy's a piece of work.
0: Right. (laughs) Yes, Napoleon is quite the piece of work. Now, mistake number one Hmm. it bugs Napoleon that he hasn't taken over Portugal yet.
1: I mean, it's a nice country. It's nice. It's lovely, (laughs) right?
0: Super chill. Right? Mm -hmm. So, he is going to leave France to go into Portugal. Lisa, I know you've been to this country a million times. What is the country that separates France from Portugal?
1: España.
0: España. Right? So, he has to march through Spain to Mm -hmm. get
1: to Portugal. Mm
0: -hmm. Right? So, he takes his massive army. I'm not going to give statistics because... I I don't, I don't want to mess this up. But okay. relative to the time, it is a massive massive army. Okay. And he starts marching his army through the entire country of France to go conquer
1: Portugal oh, France or Spain?
0: Sorry. You're right. Thank you for correcting me. Mm-hmm. Through
1: Spain. Yeah. Okay. okay.
0: Okay. So, army is marching, okay? And then Spain is going to experience something incredible that literally changes everything in the Western world for the next, like, 200 years, and we're still experiencing it now. <gasps> it's something called nationalism, Lisa. Do you know what nationalism
1: is? I, I believe so, yes. What's nationalism? It's a, uh, I guess, a belief, or a, I don't think it's actually a political anything, but it's a, it's a belief in your nation, that you are a distinct group of people that has its own language, its own culture, and has um, the right to its own territory and to protect and defend its borders. Lisa, that was fucking beautiful. Sweet. I, you know, I couldn't have said it better myself. Sweet. Right? Don't ask me anything basic about, <laughs> about anything to do with our government works.
0: Right. <laughs> so nationalism in the early 1800s was like a super new thing. Again, started by the French Revolution. We'll get into that. Mm-hmm. But it was finally like these... These Frenchmen were walking through Spanish territory, and these Spanish people were like, "Get these fucking French people out of my goddamn country! I'm sick of them. They already overthrew our government, and they put some other at French asshole in charge of my country. I'm sick of these French people." This is my country, right? This you is don't my country. Speaking of Spanish, yes, right. So, what they started doing is using guerrilla warfare. Spanish spelling, guerrilla. You know, you ever noticed that? It's not G-O, it's G-U-E when you're talking about warfare.
1: Oh, I thought that was French. No, it's Spanish. Spanish huh.
0: Guerrilla warfare, okay? And all it was is like the Spanish couldn't meet Napoleon's army on the field. So what they did is they'd wait for him to be marching through some town or some, um, you know, Toledo. I don't fucking know. Name a <laughs> Spanish, Spanish city, right? You need French yeah. French. And they would hide up in the buildings and like 15 of them would just shoot a couple of French soldiers down. And they would run off. And then they would have to stop. And then they'd form their big lines, the French. And they'd have to fire at all the different places that the shots came from. It slowed them down. And it picked them apart. Hundreds of thousands of soldiers in the French army were dying this way.
1: Oh my goodness. Talk about home field advantage. Right. Wow. Exactly. Wow. Right? And great sniping. Yeah. I mean, of course, that's. Yeah. that's I mean, it's just sad for the loss of life. But not that, I mean, then just other people would have died if it wasn't that. It's an
0: extremely effective way of warfare if you're in your home turf. It's how the Americans beat the massive British army to win the
1: Revolutionary War. Same Vietnam.
0: Yeah, it's the same concept. So eventually Napoleon is going to turn around. He's going to be like, we got to get out of here. And he turns around. Okay? Okay? Doesn't take over Portugal. Loses hundreds of thousands of men. That's not an exaggeration. Hundreds of thousands of men trying to get to Portugal. Now, I'm going to say this really quickly, so you have to listen, because it's like a side point, but it's super important. The really smart people listening right now are going to be like, why didn't he just get in his massive ships and then go around through the Mediterranean Sea and then invade through the ocean? Great idea, if that's what you're thinking. He couldn't do it because the British beat him in a naval battle that they took over the entire, they just put up a giant British blockade around Europe, so Napoleon's... Navy, completely irrelevant.
1: So he was already a little bit weakened at this point then. Yes. And he still decides to go make this ego march.
0: Well, because on land, it was almost like he was like the European version of Mongolians. He like had this incredible land army. But if you like Navy wise, he had, was basically useless because the British Navy was always better than the French Navy. You know, because it's an island.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah. it adds up. yeah. yeah fascinating stuff
0: here wow now the next thing that I'm going to tell you is like why I love Russians and Russian history so much okay. right? I used to do this bit when I was still teaching where I would said don't mess with Russians and there was like five different installments of historical examples of why you don't mess with Russians
1: that's a great
0: bit right so One of them we're going to learn today, and it's how Napoleon, like, met Russians, right?
1: Met or messed with?
0: Well, it's how he messed with them and how he invaded Russia. Okay. Right? So, he recovers from Spain because he is this ridiculous emperor, emperor, right? Okay. Gathers another massive army. Uh. And then he's going to go take over Russia. So, he starts invading Russia. Same thing, on land. Heading towards Moscow, he's gonna take over. Yeah. Right. So Dropping he heads along. over there. Yeah. He used, like, the the Russians used something called scorched earth policy. <laughs> Do you know what a scorched earth policy is?
1: I believe so. It's, um, oh, you're not asking me to describe the, the turn of phrase, you're asking me to describe, like, the actual war pharaoh. Warfare <laughs> I was about to give a very fluffy. Abstract answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> you still can hear I mean, I'm not actually giving you a grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, I kind of always feel like that in the back of my head. I can't get up. I actually, I only kind of think I have a slight idea because I think you have mentioned this at one point before. Um, and I think the idea was that they burned up all the natural resources around the army so they couldn't Actually, sustain themselves where they were, and they were also surrounded by the army, so they couldn't leave. You were right until that last tippet. Darn it! I got I got too I got too cocky. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a couple nods from you, and I was like, Lisa, this is your chance to seal in that egg. Do it, least. You gotta do it now, because who knows me. what's coming next? Get you know. Me, <laughs> Shoot. Okay. All right. What did I do? What did I do?
0: Sometimes <laughs> less is more. Lisa. No, I don't. that's a
1: you know, at least I'm midway through a sentence on a, on a, on a grade high. <laughs> Yikes. Now, I hope my our kids are like me. <laughs> I hope they're like you for you their just, sake. <laughs> you just got real deep. <laughs> like, no, I mean, who does, I mean, you're so happy and that, not worried like, about your grades and stuff.
0: Oh, uh, well, I, I mean, I don't know. I think we want kids that are going to worry
1: about their grades. All right, we want like an yeah. in-betweener. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the point, right? right? Yeah. Sure. Marriage, you know? Be yeah. kind of like us. Take mom's good things and dad's good things yeah. and then get rid of the bad stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Be a perfect child. Like, wait, don't you dare do the opposite. <laughs> I did not get this far. Let's get dragged <laughs> down by all of my flaws. <laughs> Anyways, yes, continue.
0: So, this is why I tell kids don't mess with Russian. Because mm. you're invading Russia, what are they doing? They're setting their cities on fire. They're yes. burning their crops, yes. and salting the earth, <laughs> which <laughs> is like... extremely
1: <laughs> literal interpretation of the turn of phrase. Yeah. Okay, so I guess I could have kind of been right. Yeah. If I just oh wow scorched earth. See, then I was second guessing myself. They were literally... all about yeah. this. All comes down to the grade fear. Yeah. Sorry, continue. Scorching the earth. Scorching the earth. Right. Literally. That, that's hardcore shit, man. It's super hard. That hardcore. is like you
0: want to come here, little.
1: Pretty yeah. Frenchman from You the want Mar-
0: my town? Well, you can't have it.
1: It's literally on fire. If I can't have it, you can't have it. Pretty boy coming I from live my, in the woods. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Pretty boy coming from Avignon in, <laughs> in southern France. They're going to start marching up through Russia, right? And you think these Russians are going to oh be like... No, of course. They're going to be like, you know what? It's cold as shit here. Yeah, you live in my town... After I've burned it to the ground, slaughtered all the livestock, and retreated. Yeah, that's fun. Napoleon Suckers. makes it all the way to Moscow. Guess what he finds in Moscow?
1: Nothing, because it's
0: all burned. Burned to the fucking ground. <laughs> I was kidding. Wow. Yeah, dude. Wow,
1: <laughs> wow, wow. Wow. Wait, so, uh-huh. oh, but that Ice really Ice iconic. Russians. Okay. Yeah, because I'm thinking of St. Petersburg with all those kind of things, but yeah. okay. To be wow. fair.
0: Not all of it was. The Russians preserved some of their iconic sort of buildings, but like it just wasn't a practical place for a massive army to be
1: stationed. In. All right? Oh, so that, they felt that that was their only option.
0: Yes. So there were like buildings. What an
1: instinct, man. Yeah. Like just
0: incredible. wow. Just wow. incredible of the Russians. And
1: I just also love the like, I would love to see the decision making be like, burn it all down. Except yeah. for those two, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's let's try to spare.
0: Building very pretty.
1: <laughs> uh, oh
0: my goodness! But anyway, right? So Napoleon's going to invade Russia in June. Okay. He makes it to Moscow in December. Lisa, I don't think you've been to Moscow.
1: Have not. But how? It is you, the motherland. But yeah. I'm not, no. Yeah.
0: How would how would you how would you describe? The climate in Moscow in December.
1: Whew. I mean, like, basically a cold scorched earth, right? I mean, just brutally, brutally cold.
0: Yeah, quite cold. Yeah. Quite cold. Again, so if you're, like, pretty boy Frenchie from Avignon, and all of a sudden you find yourself in Moscow, Mm. where there's no no food, except for whatever, like, remnants are coming up the supply lines all the way from friggin' France, okay, you're gonna be cold, catching diseases, and you're going to want to go home. But Napoleon was staying in Moscow waiting for the Tsar, I feel bad, I don't know who the Tsar was, to come, like, crown him Emperor of Russia. And all he did is he hung out in a different city further north, just waiting for Napoleon to leave. And that's exactly what he did. So he left, came back to France. He had... 10% 10% of the army <gasps> that he went to go invade Russia with left with him. I believe, and I'm pretty confident in saying this, he left with an army of 400,000 and came back with 40,000 troops.
1: Wow. That is awful.
0: Crazy.
1: That is ridiculous. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I mean, I guess we have the, the huge advantage of having read history... Um, but I just, I feel like, you know, you should just know that Russia is just, that's just, come on. Don't mess with Russians. That is, it's so cold. It's so mountainous. It's Bleach. so vast. It's <laughs> like, it's so, wow. That is just a fatal error.
0: One of the podcasts we're definitely going to do is how Russians survived Stalingrad in World War II. The siege of Stalingrad from the Nazis. It's insane. If I was one of those Russians, I would have been dead within a, within a couple of
1: hours. Yeah, no, yeah. You're, <laughs>
0: you're soft compared to
1: them. Well, yeah, Compared to them.
0: So, that is a re- the real story of Napoleon's downfall. Okay, wow. Like, Waterloo was just like a battle after he had like, already literally been, um, what's it called? And you get kicked out, and you have to leave a place that you're not executed, but you're exiled. Exiled, right? So, he gets exiled by like Elba. Comes mm. back, raises an army again, loses in Waterloo. The British are like no no no. The British are gonna handle this shit. out of Saint Helena, and then he's gonna finally die on Saint Helena. But his last actual battle is Waterloo and like that's the, what the phrasing is. Hmm. His town in Belgium, I think it's Waterloo. Maybe Amsterdam.
1: Mm, or, not, yeah, I think
0: Belgium. I wanna say Belgium. Yeah. But it was really those two, the invasion of Spain and the invasion of Russia, that, like, led to his downfall. Which are crazy, because it's, like, such a good military strategist to just make two awful mistakes like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, I think it comes down to what you said, right? Your ego. And, like, I think if you're that successful for that long, um, you're eventually going to get to the point where you think that all of your decisions are perfect. Mm-hmm. Sorry, timeout. Steve's choking a little bit on wine. A little bit of choke, so
0: <laughs> <coughs> Wine down the wrong pipe. <laughs> uh, I think the only thing left to talk about is was Napoleon really that short?
1: Yes, yes,
0: we have to it. We like it. And I think this is a great way to end this, right? Mm. Um, was Napoleon that short? What do you think, Lisa? Do you think it's a legend or do you think he was super short?
1: I think it's legend because I have vague memories of it, so I'm, I'm cheating, and I'm sorry to taint the audience, but was
0: it? Yes, the answer is yes and no, and, and to be honest with you, there's two stories that are sort of like largely accepted
1: mm-hmm.
0: among historians, mm-hmm. and usually when that happens, I like to think that it is some sort of compromise between the two of them. Okay. One of them is that yes, he was absolutely short for today's modern Western world.
1: Say that about everyone and everything. They're like, well, back then this was
0: True. happening, the ceilings were low. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But George Washington actually was tall for his time. That's a great example, So You've been listening to me. He was actually quite tall. To you well. Right. Now, um, so he was short for today's standards and even for those standards was kind of short, mm-hmm. which was just kind of crazy because the dude took over an entire continent and he was kind of short. The other thing that I like to believe is the truth, because it just seems like one of those really human things, mm. is that he was buried um, and then dug up by actually the English in St. Helena, because it was an English-owned island, and they measured him in English inches, which screwed up the translation of like French quote-unquote inches before the metric system existed. Or was huh. at least prevalent. Yeah. Um, huh. So it was actually the whole thing is that everyone thought he was way shorter than he was because it was like simply a, uh, just a <laughs> mistake line. in the translation of measurements.
1: I think it would be a way more human thing if like the British just, just did that out of pure pettiness. They were just like, <laughs> this guy's going to go down <laughs> in history as a yeah. short little man. <laughs>
0: yeah like screw this guy he's six feet tall but let's say he was four foot six <laughs> I mean that would be genius yeah man. I mean like if anyone was gonna do that it'd be the Brits
1: right <laughs> you know cause it's like not overtly rude cause no one would ever know you know yeah exactly so it's like the polite mean thing right yeah, it's um
0: just, like, oh that's yeah. subtle British humor
1: <laughs> you know? wow alright I, uh, I enjoyed that one. Oh, good I'm glad I enjoyed talking about it yeah Napoleon he's uh he's quite the man
0: fascinating yeah. character you guys are going sure. to, like I say you guys like are um, six to ten listeners or you guys are going to like Napoleon even more what you find about the French Revolution I keep teasing the French you Revolution you do you do indeed yeah well I think it'll be worth it is there anything non-history related that we need to talk about this on anything you're into recently newly discovered
1: well we just finished the fire festival Netflix <sighs> documentary I definitely have my mouth hanging open at some of those points. It's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, it actually there were some parallels to like what you were talking about. I kinda feel like when Napoleon has his Waterloo, it's the equivalent to like the Billy Guy when he's already like headed to jail and on bail <laughs> and trying to pull another scheme that's so transparent.
0: Yeah, oh spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Oh,
1: yeah, all right. I mean but then, Spoiler alert: yeah, The guy's a crazy person. Yeah. But I think we all know
0: that. It is interesting. I did think that was like pretty wild. Like a lot of like sort of major like internet phenomenons these days, I never feel like are worthy of the story. But like that was a pretty crazy story. Oh, absolutely! It had all the all the makings yeah. for a riveting documentary. I said this to Lisa when we were watching it. I'm gonna say it again right now. How do you work with a rapper? Ja Rule, rapper. The rapper MO is delay, 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 build up hype. So, like, Jal Rule has an album coming out in 2016, July, it's gonna be lit. Like, no, don't release it. Push it back four months. And everyone's like, oh, hell yeah, it's gonna be, what is that, November? Four months? I think
1: so, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. This is yeah. like, yes. oh no,
0: it's still not ready. Push it back another four months. And then by the time there's so much build up that everyone's like, oh, it's finally oh, yeah, this album's dope. I can't believe they just didn't do that with our festival.
1: No, I, I have to admit that's a genius idea. But I, I mean, I, I, I would have to imagine it's because of liquidity, right? So he had to hold that festival when it was um, so that he could get the money and not have to refund it if it didn't happen.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, absolutely.
1: Although I guess, I don't know if they prepaid. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe he just, like, what if you were on his team and you changed everything? Yeah. And it was ended up being the best festival of all time. And then it would be like, Steve Williams, Firesaver.
0: Saver. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Do you think we should just start calling me that from now on?
1: <laughs> Absolutely <Steve> not.
0: <laughs> Firesaver <laughs> Damn it, we just said our last name again. Yeah, we are really messing with it. We're going to have to bleep this stuff out. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for the bleeps, though, I got to yeah. say. We don't even, we didn't even know if we can edit this yet,
1: so <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well.
0: Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. still winging it. I'm still winging it. All right. Well, yeah. That, that's our official, um, if we're the last people in the world to watch the Fire Festival documentary, we might be. But if you haven't seen it yet, you should watch it. It's kind of
1: interesting. Hi.
0: All right. So we're going to sign off. We're actually pretty, a little bit longer than what we're used to here. Yeah. So we're going to get out of here. Um, my name's Steve, and uh, I was a history teacher.
1: My name's Lisa. And I married him.